Good evening, <clears throat> Quest Nation. We're so glad you chose to join us this evening. My name is Pat. This is my wife, Michelle. Michelle, anything you'd like to say? We're just off? excited to be here. We're excited to be able to share the word tonight, and we hope that we can encourage your faith. We're here to stir up your faith, give you some information, some tools that helps you in your journey. Um, the title, if we wanted to give it a, a title, would be Fighting to the Finish, but I like to actually refer to it as winner, winner, chicken dinner, because that's <laughs> more relatable. But Absolutely. we're glad you joined us tonight, and we hope you can get a lot from this. Amen. Amen. First off, uh, let's take care of some business. Uh, we so appreciate uh, our bishop, Bishop Rick Hawkins, for uh, allowing us to take just a few moments of your time to share God's worth, word with you. Also, I promised Claire and Cruz that I would give them a shout out this woo evening. Woo. So, Claire and Cruz, we love you, and uh, we'll see you when we get to the house. I, I want to start out by saying this: that you know we're definitely in trying times. You guys agree with that? It's uh, been difficult times with uh, the Corona and all that's the chaos. Uh, that's happening around the world. Michelle and I've been obviously, as you have been doing, speaking about it, one another, navigating through that. And Michelle, you had a, a great story and, and some things that you said. I'd like you to share that if you don't mind. Well, we're dealing with <laughs> things in the world that are beyond our control. There's the coronavirus, unemployment, racism, all the things that we're dealing with that are getting the attention but there's also things that people are dealing with that are normal everyday things. Problems in your marriage, problems with your kids, problems with your health, problems with your finances. Yes. So we've got that all that we're having to deal with and we need answers for that. The world need an needs answers, but we in the church needs need answers and we need to be able to convey that to people in the world that are looking for those answers. Um, a few years back, we were going through a situation that was just devastating. And, you know, a lot of times people will look at us and they'll say, well, you, you don't know what problems are. You, you always have it together. Oh, little do you know. <laughs> Everybody goes through things. Yep. And we were walking through a situation that we did not see coming. It was really out of our control, but it affected us on the deepest level. And walking through that we had just set our mind we were going to be faithful we were going to stand on god's word and a lady in our church from here actually came up to me i didn't really know her well i just knew her from church and she said i've been watching you and that kind of startled me a little bit okay i hope she saw what she needed to see which she did but she said i've watched you walk through this journey and i don't know how you are coming here week after week you have your hands raised in worship. You just seem steady through all of this. And she asked me if I would mentor her for a couple of years before they moved from here. Um, and I did that. And what I told her is, is what we live by. There's a lot of things we don't know. Yeah. We don't know what the economy is going to do next week. We don't know about our jobs from this point on. We don't always know what's going to happen with our kids. Yeah. Don't ever <laughs> trade what you don't know for what you do know. Yeah. That's a life principle that we've lived by for years mm -hmm. because everything out there tells you you don't know what's gonna happen. Yeah. What I do know is God loves me, yeah. God's faithful, His word is true, yeah. I can count on Him, and when I'll hold on to what I do know, 
what I don't know doesn't affect me. Yeah, I think it's also important that uh, you don't know the person sitting next to you, uh, the person that you're working with, you don't really know what they're going through. That young lady, Michelle, that spoke with you, it's been a number of years ago now, she didn't see us at home when we were crying out to God and we didn't know we didn't know anything. All we knew was what the Word of God said. Right. And we went to the Word of God. We got a promise from God. Right. Right? And then we stood on that promise. I'm reminded as you tell the story of John chapter 16, verse 33, Jesus said, These things have I spoken unto you that you might have peace. And that word peace in the Greek means that nothing is missing nor broken. So right. Jesus said, I've given you my word so nothing's missing and nothing will be broken in your life. But then he goes on to say, in the world, you're going to have tribulation. It's just a fact of life. Being a Christian, being a follower of Jesus Christ does not exempt us from difficulty, does it? No, and being a Christian doesn't mean you won't go through things. Being a Christian means you won't go through things alone. Yeah. That's yeah. all the difference. Yeah. I like to say it this way. Being a Christian doesn't mean you won't go through things. Being a Christian means you will go through things. Yes. Okay. Uh, I heard someone say, and I wish I could uh, give them credit for it, but they said, when you're going through hell, just keep going. Right. Okay. So when you're going through tribulation, just keep going. And the reason we can keep going and know that we're not going through it alone is what Jesus said at that at the finish of that particular verse. He said, I have overcome the world. And he said this, be of good cheer. So in the midst of the tribulation, in the midst of all the questions when you have no idea where maybe your next meal's coming from, whether or not you're going to be homeless in a month. I read the other day that 24 million people in the United States are facing eviction from their homes Okay, in the next few months. But in the midst of whatever we're going through, we can be of good cheer because Jesus overcame the world. Right. If you guys remember in Isaiah chapter 43... Isaiah said that when you pass or you walk through the fire, you will not be burned. Right. And when you walk through the water, they won't overtake you. So we're going to go through fire. We're going to go through water. I like to say come hell, fire, or high water, Blood. we're going through this. Okay, the floods. We're going to make it through this, right? Right. And it kind of reminds me, too, of Israel when they got to the Red Sea. I mean, if you think about it in a practical term, they're between a rock and a hard place. They're... <laughs> facing this huge body of water that there's no there's seemingly no way through their enemies coming up behind them they don't see a way out and you think well that doesn't apply to me yes it does think about it in your terms what are you facing what's coming up behind you that makes your situation seem impossible the good news is we serve a god that will make a way where there seems to be no way yeah. and we can trust that yeah yeah, First uh, Corinthians ten thirteen. No temptation has taken you, but what is common to man. That word temptation there can also be translated trials, tribulations, difficulties, right. as well as, as as temptations. And that verse promises us that God will make a way. He will provide a way of escape. And that's really what we want to talk about tonight. In the midst of the chaos, right. in the midst of the questions 
when, when you are at home alone and you're devastated and you're crying because you don't know what tomorrow holds, we know who holds tomorrow. We know who has our future and our life in his hand. Amen? Right. Pastor's been preaching for the last number of weeks on the days of Noah as it was in the days of Noah. And I certainly agree with him that uh, these certainly are the days right. of Noah. You talk about chaos, right? But Noah... God gave Noah a word. Right. You build that ark. And Noah worked on that word for 120 years. Right. Amen? Right. And he stood on that. Yeah. And he stood on that word. I think of 2 Timothy chapter 4, verse 7. Paul said this. I have fought a good fight. And what's a good fight? One you win. Yeah. A good fight is a fight you win. I mean, you don't see a kid from second grade that gets in a fight that comes home. Yeah, I lost today. I want to win. <laughs> yeah, praise the Lord. I, I, I was defeated today. So we right? want to fight the good fight. We want to win that. Yeah. And then the question then becomes, how do you do that? Yeah. How yeah. do you win the fight? Yeah. Well, we'll talk about that. Paul also said in that same verse that I finished my course. I finished the race. I crossed the finish line. We have great starters, but not too many finishers, yeah. right? And that's the goal. True. We want to we finish. And then he capped off that verse by saying, I have kept the faith. And that's really what we want to talk about. So right. when we ask the question, how do you do that? How do you keep your faith? How do you fight the good fight, finish your race, and keep the faith in the midst of devastating circumstance? I think the answer to that, actually, I'm convinced the answer to that question is Jesus is our example. We yes. don't have time tonight, but in Matthew chapter 4, as well as Luke chapter 4, Jesus had just come off a 40-day fast. He'd been fasting for 40 days, and you'd think that he'd be at the height of, you know, no temptation coming at that point, right? And yet the enemy attacked him on three fronts, and every time the enemy attacked him, what did he do, Michelle? He immediately came back with the word. It is written. He didn't say, I don't feel like it today. I don't know how this is going to work out. I just, you just need to leave me alone. I'm believing for you to go away. He came back with the word. Yeah. It is written every yeah. time. Yeah, absolutely. And so what I want to encourage you to do, regardless of what you're dealing with, Go to the Word of God because the Word of God is the final authority. The Word of God is the thing that Satan will listen to and cause him to move away from you and leave you alone. The, the, the thing that I like about that story is that Jesus had to use the Word three times on the enemy mm -hmm. to get him to flee, to get him to leave him alone right, right? And, right. and when he did that it's kind of like the way I've always looked at that when you have a word to stand on it's kind of like a confirmation number yeah. and I know mm -hmm. several years ago when we traveled full-time as evangelists we were in hotel after hotel after hotel so we dealt with the same situation all the time mm -hmm. you would go to a hotel you go in to check in you give them your name your driver's license your credit card and more than once, we would say, we're here to check in. And they would say, oh, well, we don't have you in our system. I'm sorry. We're full for the yeah. night. Well, there was one problem with that. <laughs> I have a confirmation number. Yeah. Type A personality. I got my list. In fact, let me get it out for you. I would have my confirmation number. 
And when you pulled out a confirmation yeah. number, if they had to go evict someone out of my room or build me a room, yeah. I'm staying here tonight. Yeah. 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 You're not going to take it away yeah. from me. You're not going to yeah. change my mind. You're not going to send me down the road. No, I have a confirmation yeah. right here, right now. You will make it happen. Yeah. Yeah. And you can correlate that with the word. Yeah. When you have a confirmation number, no, your word says, devil, don't mess with me. To yeah. Not today, Satan. Yeah. I have a confirmation number. Yeah. Preach in they the can't building, take sister. that from you. <laughs> they can't take that yeah. from you. Absolutely. I heard a phrase years ago that has stuck with me. In fact, I'd encourage you to write this down. One word from God will change your life forever. Yes. One word from God will change your life forever. You could say it this way. One confirmation number. Right, one confirmation One address. Number. It may be Psalms 23. It may be Isaiah 53. Whatever that is, that word that you get from God will change your life forever. Now, one of the best stories that, that he has lived through, because you have to have some examples. You've got to have some life history to kind of get this under your yeah. belt. But we're sharing this to, to build yeah. your faith and encourage your faith. You can have these too. Mm -hmm. Tell the story about yeah. when you were in the Navy, because that I just yeah. love how this confirmation number worked for you. Sure, sure. Well, this is back in the dark ages. I was in the Navy. I was stationed in Corpus Christi, Texas. I was a, a medic. I was a corpsman. And many of you won't remember this, but uh, back during that season in the late 80s, uh, we sent some planes into Libya to bomb Gaddafi's compound. And I had got orders to be on that particular mission. And when I received my orders to be deployed for 90 days, I looked at those orders and I heard on the inside. I didn't hear this audibly. I heard it on the inside. I just had a knowing inside, Michelle, that... If I could put words to it, here's what the words would be. It's not my will that you go on that deployment. If you'll believe me, I'll deliver you, and I'll make a way that you don't have to go. You can go, but it's not my will for you to go. So I immediately thought, well, Lord, if it's your will that I don't go, then I don't want to go. I wasn't trying to figure out why he didn't want me to go. I just knew that he doesn't want me to go. I don't want to go. And so I began to pray about it, and after a couple of days, I realized that I needed to find me a confirmation number. I needed right. to find me a verse in the Bible that spoke to my situation. Now, I took my Bible. I didn't do what we, we all do from time to time and throw my Bible open and you know, drop my finger and say, okay, I'm going to believe God that that's what he's speaking to me. Especially if you hit, oh, woe be unto you. <laughs> yeah, you wicked sinner. You know, <laughs> or Judas went and hanged himself. Go do thou likewise, you know. And so I asked the Lord. I, in fact, I said, Holy Spirit, you're the author of the word of God. And I know that there's got to be something in here that relates to my current situation. Would you please bring it to my attention? And I happened to be thumbing through the Bible, reading through a psalm. And I believe it was Psalms 19. And the verse that jumped out at me said this, I will deliver you out of many waters. Well, I was being deployed to the Middle East. Okay, on a ship. Aboard ship. And I knew when I heard that, something leaped on the inside of me. 
And so I thought, okay, praise God. Well, I knew the Bible said in Matthew 18 that if you get two or three to agree with you as touching any one thing, you'd have what you pray. So I decided that I was going to ask my faithful brothers and sisters in Christ to agree with me and every one of them to an individual said well Pat the same God that can deliver you from many waters can deliver you in the water in other words he can keep you and I thought well you you bunch of knuckleheads <laughs> okay I couldn't get anybody to agree with me. So I knew right then and there, Michelle, that I was going to have to stand in faith on my own. So, I, so my question on that is, so after you got your word, your confirmation number, did anything change immediately? Oh, no. In fact, it got worse. Did, went, you, did you have feelings <laughs> yeah. of fear? Oh, I had, I, going I, on? No, I had feelings. <laughs> I had feelings, all right. Uh, I, obviously, doubt. You know, I questioned whether or not this was legitimately the Lord speaking to me. Was this just something that came to my mind and now I'm claiming God spoke it to me? I went to the OOD or the officer of the day and the officer of the day told me, I, in fact, I asked him, we bind the devil right now, okay? Uh, I asked him if there was some way that I could get my name off that deployment, that they could give my orders to somebody else. Well, he gave me a good cussing, quite literally, and told me that he would be on the tarmac with me to see that I was on the flight for that deployment. And so I didn't have anybody to believe with me. In fact, all circumstances and situations were saying, you're going on that deployment. But I had a word from God. Right. I had a word from heaven that he was going to deliver me out of many waters. So every day at work, I worked alone in alcohol rehab at night. And so I could walk the floor of that ward, that hospital ward, and I could pray. And every time the enemy would bombard my mind with doubt, I would just say, nope. The Lord told me he's going to deliver me out of many waters. And then I'd have a sense of peace and release. Faith would start to rise up in me. Because and you had a confirmation because number. Because I had the confirmation number. Well, we get to a week before we're going to be deployed. I didn't even pack my sea bag, which I should have had packed long before then. And I was doing patient care, and another sailor came up to me, and he said, Hey, Pat, you're going on that deployment. I guess you're really excited. I said, No, I really don't want to go. He said, You don't want to go? I said, No, I don't, I don't want to go. He said, Can I go in your place? I said, Dude, if there was some way for you to go in my place, you'd be welcome to go. He said, The regulation says that if you can find another sailor that does your same job and you guys can switch jobs and it doesn't affect anybody you can then you can make that switch and so he and I went to the officer of the day the same lieutenant that told me he was going to drag my blankety blank onto that plane and see to it that I got deployed had to sign off on my orders to get them changed so I couldn't go but here's what I want you to understand the only thing that got me through that was my confirmation number the word that I had from God now, Michelle, I want to ask you, we've got about six minutes left, okay? I want to ask you to tell your story because I know for you this was quite an, an ordeal for you, I, I think, what, five, six years ago with yeah, your was, physical condition. It was about six or seven years ago, and um, I had started having heart palpitations is what I called it, and it was just an irregular heartbeat. And it just got worse and worse over the course of several weeks. And so, of course, wisdom is you go to the doctor. And so I had made an appointment, went in, 
and I had her check out what was going on with my heart, and it was beating off cycles, what I called it, just a delay, and then it would beat real hard. And so she listened to my heart. She looked at some different things, and she said she was next to the hospital, her building was, and she said, I think I'm going to need you to go to the ER. I said, well, after work, she said, no, I think you need to go now. Well, that's a little alarming, and when you hear that, what comes in? Well, she in? also asked you, pardon the interruption, but she also asked you if you needed help getting yeah, there. Yeah, can you, are you able to walk over there? So that's even worse. And, of course, immediately fear comes in. What's wrong with me? What's fixing to happen? Unknown, just what we talked about. And my mind started going all different directions as fear began to come in. Well, I know the word enough to know, well, by his stripes I am healed. He sent his word and healed her diseases. And I immediately got started on that, walked over to the ER. I called my husband, told him what was going on. I'm headed over here. He's on his way. My sister worked at the hospital. She met me there. They took me straight back. I didn't have to go in the waiting room because she had already, the doctor had already called. So I get back there, they hook me up to all kinds of machines. Now mind you, I've never had this issue before. They hooked me up to the machines and the nurse said, yeah, you're gonna be staying overnight. And while this is all going on, fear is just bombarding me over and over. What's gonna happen? This could be it. Do you have your will ready? Have you planned your funeral? Your mind goes all kinds of crazy places. So they got me in a room and they're going to monitor me for 24 hours. And I was having over 100 irregular beats per hour. I mean, it was just happening constantly, 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 constantly. And I, I just knew at that point, I've, I have got to find something to attach my faith to, something that clicks with me. A word. A word, a confirmation number, something more than, oh, I just believe God will heal me. No, I, I need more than that. I need a confirmation number. Yeah. Yeah. So my sister and I were sitting there throughout the night, and we were going through different scriptures, and she brought one up to me. And when she said it, I said, let me see it myself. And I got my Bible <laughs> myself. I needed to read it myself. Yeah. And when I read it, it settled the issue. It was my confirmation number. I was diagnosed with PVC, premature ventricular contractions, irregular heartbeat. And I will also say one of the things they tell you on that is uh, you have to give up coffee. coffee. The devil is a lie. Now, wait a minute. Wait a minute, Michelle. Now, she's talking about getting a word from God. Well, the reason she says the devil is a lie is because she got a word from the word about coffee. Yeah, Hebrews. There's a whole book in the Bible about that. <laughs> yeah, Hebrews, right? So that's what they diagnosed me with. And so they're monitoring me out there at the front desk with all this. And as soon as I read that verse, I said, that's it. And it just settled things. And the verse is this. My heart is fixed. Oh, God, my heart is fixed. Yeah. I will sing and give praise. Yeah. Now, Michelle, before you go on, what time of... That was this in the was evening. Like, this no, was, this was like the middle of the night. It was like 1 o'clock, 2 o'clock yeah, in the morning. Yeah, well, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, and so was, my sister and I were sitting there, and I just began to rejoice. It's like, that, that's it. Yeah, my heart is fixed. And I noticed something happened. Well, the nurse comes running in there. She slings the door open, and she said, what just happened? Yeah. And I said, I believe I'm healed. My heart is fixed. Yeah. And she said, well, I don't know what you're doing, but keep it up. She said, our monitors, everything just went blank, and your heart rhythm is normal right now. Yeah. Yeah. 
My heart is fixed. I'm telling you, that confirmation number. Yeah. Now, I will say, yeah. were there more opportunities for me to stand on that? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I did the wise thing. I did the stress <laughs> test. I went through all the things they wanted me to do. Did not cut out my coffee, bless Jesus. <laughs> In fact, she Still drinking my tests. coffee every day, every yeah. morning. But I went and did the things that they had asked me to do on the testing. Mm -hmm. And every time I would lay down at night, if it started beating irregular, I would immediately, by default, because I had done it so often, begin to say, my heart is fixed, oh God. God, your word says, my heart is fixed. And it would go back into normal, normal rhythm. Yeah. And that's been six, seven years ago. Yeah, I'm perfectly fine yeah, now. Absolutely, absolutely. Because she had the word of God on it. And it worked for me because I had God's word on it. Right. Now, in closing, I'd like to say this. In Hebrews chapter 3, the Bible says that Jesus is the apostle and high priest of our confession. I, I bring this up because some people assume we're saying things that we're not saying. We are not saying that if you're on medication right. that you should stop your medication. Right. We are not saying that you should quit. You know, I just believe God, and so I'm not going to go to the doctor. We don't believe that. In fact, what we tell people in terms of medication, pray over your medication just like you do over your food. Ask the Lord to bless it and take anything harmful out of it. And receive your healing, but then go on to the doctor and let them confirm your healing. That yeah, way you've got... Yeah. Absolutely. Proof. This absolutely. is my proof. The doctor yeah. said so. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, Michelle, in closing, just take the next 10 seconds, 15 seconds. What, do you, what are we asking people to do once the broadcast ends and you're there by yourself? What are you supposed to do? Well, on a practical level, you need to figure out what is the problem, what's the issue, mm -hmm. what's the circumstance you're dealing with. And then you need to find your confirmation number. Find that scripture that you can stand on when everything looks opposite, when everyone says opposite, when survey says, and it's not in your favor, that you can stand on yeah. and put it in front of your eyes. Yeah. I had three by five cards at my job. I had them on the refrigerator. I had them in my bathroom mirror that said Psalms 57, 7, my heart is fixed. Yeah. Put it in front of your eyes. Say it out loud. Begin yeah. to confess with your mouth what the word says. Yeah, yeah, amen. Hey, thank you so much for joining us this evening. If you would, let's just take a moment and pray. Father, I pray for yes, everyone Lord. watching this evening. Thank I don't you, believe for a moment that they were here by accident. Amen. And Holy Spirit, you are the author of the word, yes, and you know where every word is in the word. And yes, you know the word that each one of us need in terms of what it is we're going through. Yes, Father. So Holy Spirit, I'm asking you right now, whatever individuals are facing, whatever they're going through, yes, whatever Father. questions they have, yes. I pray that you would give them a confirmation number and that they would stand on that word, Lord, that they would speak to their mountain because we know that their mountain responds only to their voice. Yes. Father, we're thankful for it, and we thank you that your word is the final authority. And yes. we believe you, Lord, and yes. we declare it and we decree it that our lives, because of the word, will never, ever be the same. Thank you name. very much.